0: They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the essential for women multivitamin and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet. And I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the, the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that, like, not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So, although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool and you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com birthnaturally to start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today.
1: Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we are sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. So today we're talking to Brooke again, part two, and this time her home birth was a little different than her first. This was actually an unplanned, unassisted birth because things went so quickly. So
0: quick. Yeah,
1: we hear that from time and again, but it's always exciting and just Super empowering for the moms to just kind of do it on their own.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, at, during it, I'm sure it's terrifying, <laughs> but but after the fact, it's like, wow, I, I can't even imagine that <laughs> that just happened. So she, te- like, once again, tells her story so well, and we really enjoyed talking to Brooke. So we hope that you guys enjoy listening. And if you aren't already following along on Instagram, follow us at Birth Naturally. And give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We would really appreciate that. I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth, like Mindful Hypno Birthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing from Within, Natural Child Birth The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrialcom slash birth naturally and i suggest starting with ina mae's guide to childbirth if you haven't already because that is a listener favorite so once again just go to audibletrial.com/birthnaturally for 30 days free
1: so then when you were obviously i will i'll say obviously but you had your you had such a good experience so when you were thinking about number 2 was there ever a doubt that you would do another home birth
2: Absolutely not. I actually <laughs> yeah. so I actually ended up. Um, obviously, I, I, I was supposed to go to this interview. I had to text them and tell them that wasn't happening. I ended up going. I got the job. Oh and we, we we I didn't go that same week. I wait. We I think I waited like I think it was three weeks after Beatrice was born that I went to the interview, which was really hard. I actually I think it was because I had so much pressure during for so long during my labor. I ended up with, like, a hematoma. That's what she was calling it. It was basically, like, this fluid-filled bulge coming from my vagina, which oh, was geez. terrifying. Oh, yes. Oh it was horrible. I, like, couldn't sit up. Mm. Um Yeah. It was, that was not fun. Like I literally walked like a cowgirl, right? Like, like yeah. So that was very uncomfortable. And, Mm -hmm. and the midwife was like, you know, it's really strange that this happened. She's like, I've never really seen this before in a birth that was so not traumatic. Like my pushing phase was really short, but I really think it was because I had all that pressure for literally like, four or five hours. Like I felt like I felt like the baby's head was sitting there the, that whole time. Mm. Um, and I think thinking back to when I had told my doula, like, you know, when she was talking about my fears, I think I was holding back. I was not giving into the pain. Yeah. And I, I really think, and especially after, after you hear my neck, my, my second baby story, like, I think if I had given into that feeling that I had when I got into the bath right before the doula got there, Um, when it had when things had really picked up, I think if I had given into it, then I think my birth would have been, I think I would have had the baby within that hour. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, your
1: mental state can really, really affect your labor. Like we hear that all the time.
2: Mm A hundred percent. And I I really think that that's what happened with her. Yeah. That Um, makes sense. So anyway, yeah, I, I actually went, I got the job, I worked for that year and then I was like, all right, I really want to just be a mom and a ten-year track professor position is not going to let me be the type of mom that I want to be. Mm-hmm. So I quit that job, which was really hard to do. And we ended up moving back to Greensboro and I was able to, um, I was able to hire the same midwife and the same doula and the same, the same midwife's assistant. Oh, um, so awesome! I, yeah, so I had the same birth team and, um, I I exclusively was nursing my, I exclusively nursed. Beatrice for her first year and then I continued to nurse her so um, I thought when she was 18 months old I would want to start trying for baby two and then we hit 18 months and I was like yeah no I'm not ready for this again Mm -hmm.
1: Um, yeah that that sneaks up pretty quickly
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) it did and I kind of had a hard time postpartum like just emotionally I had a a little bit of a hard time Mm -hmm. I, I think it was I think here's the thing I think my fears of how of my life changing actually came to fruition but the feeling of being a mom and the joys of that so outweighed the fears that I had of the, the change was a good change. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. But I still think I, totally I had to process that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so I hit the 18 month mark, was not ready. Right before she turned two, I still hadn't had a period. And so I went to the same acupuncturist that I had seen through my whole pregnancy with Beatrice. And I was like, I want to start trying to conceive, but I have no sign of, there's no sign of a period in sight. I went for mm-hmm. one treatment, got my period right after that. Wow. Treatment. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. That's um, so cool. started tracking. I used the, I did the same thing with my first, I I tracked my basal body temperature and I like, you know, paid attention to my cervical mucus and mm-hmm. I tracked all of that. Um, using the taking charge of your fertility um, mm-hmm.
1: app.
2: I highly recommend Um so I, as soon as um, I started seeing the acupuncturist again, as soon as I saw her, I started tracking my temperatures. And so I saw her once. I got a period. Right after that, I, again, I was tracking, and um, I thought I, ha- I thought I knew. Like I was like, okay, it looks like I'm ovulating based on my temperatures. Um, I went back to her because she was like, okay, come back. You know, I don't remember what she said, but like after, like maybe like a week after you have your period, kind of a thing. So I went back to her, and um, had a treatment. And during that treatment, I fell into like the sleep I think I've ever had been in, in my life. Um, and she actually like, let me sleep. She didn't wake me up at the end of the treatment. Like she let me sleep. It's like, yeah, I just felt like she she that. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I actually, I, I think like I was, my body was in the process of conceiving. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know if that like would make sense scientifically, but like, I don't know, Kind of like energy wise, like I felt like that's kind of like it happened then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, the sperm met the egg in that moment, <laughs> um, and you had to and, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, um, and so, um, so anyway, I I was pregnant immediately. So literally, like, I had that one period, and I became pregnant, and um. um things went really well with that pregnancy. I I was seeing a chiropractor again. And, um, the difference with that pregnancy, I think was, I was just really tired, like, Mm -hmm. like debilitatingly tired. And I think it's just because with my first, I did like, I soaked it all in. I took the naps. I went to prenatal yoga, you know, I, yeah, you can
0: do that with your first, not really
2: any other pregnancies. (laughs)
0: right?
2: Um, (laughs) And so with, with my second, I I was chasing a toddler. Right. And Mm -hmm. Fasting, as you all know. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the pregnancy went really well. I was just really, really tired. Um, I did feel a little more, um, nauseous in that pregnancy. And I think it's because I wasn't able to pay attention as much to what I was eating. You know, again, I was yeah. young, so with my first, I really focused on making sure I was eating like healthy fats and proteins and eating protein before I went to bed. So I didn't have any morning sickness. Um, and with, um, my second daughter's birth, I was just very um, just on the go and like, you know, I was not eating nearly as healthy. And I think that really impacted like how I felt. Right. Um but I immediately contacted my midwife. I'm like, all right, I'm pregnant. Like I need you. <laughs> <laughs> um and that the pregnancy went really well. I had all of my my prenatals in home again, which was amazing, especially because my daughter was able to be there and my midwife was so good with her. Like, you know, she'd let her like help listen to the baby's heartbeat and like, you know, take the measurements and um, you know, she'd come into the bathroom with me to like pee on the stick and help me like read it. Like the little stick has like different colors and like mm-hmm. you match it up to the little chart. And she would like help me like, look at that. And, um, again, that with my midwife, I, I really liked that because I felt again, like I was empowered. So she would, I would go in, pee on the stick and come out and she'd be like, okay, so what did you, what do you see that's going on with your body right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of, I, I really liked that. Like she, I, I was very involved in and all of those things, and what yeah. it, it wasn't like I was just a number. It wasn't like I was going in and had some secretive chart that I never got to see um, or understand, or I didn't just like pee in a cup and it disappeared behind a door and never really knew what you know was happening. Yeah. Yeah, that um, that, that, that is sense. really
0: cool.
2: Yeah, and so I I knew I wanted a home birth. I knew I wanted to you know do a, a water birth, which I I think was um, I think it, again it really helped the the first time around. Um, and so so how,
0: so, how were you feeling as you approached your due date with this one? Were you trying any natural remedies to kind of get labor started?
2: No. So with it with her, I um I was convinced that, that I was going to have her early. I I think just because I was miserably hot and ready to have her. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm right there right now. It's not happening. Yeah.
2: Well, summer pregnancies are not fun. the worst. <laughs> they are.
1: Don't recommend.
2: Uh, no. I I was walking. Um. I was drinking raspberry, red raspberry leaf tea when I could remember to do that, <laughs> um, and, I mean things like that. I, you know, I had I had written, I had taken um, birth affirmations and like hung them around to kind of help me mentally prepare. I didn't feel nearly as prepared for birth the second time around because I just didn't I didn't feel like I was in the headspace. Like I hadn't taken as much time to focus on it as I did with my first. Um, and so like those last couple weeks leading up, I really tried to, like, I started journaling. I started trying to like visualize. I started listening to some of my Hypno Babies tracks again, um, literally like two weeks before she was born. <laughs> um, but like every night from 37 weeks when I was going to bed, I kept thinking she was going to come. And I was like, all right, tonight's the night. And then she didn't. And my, my duty <laughs> even went. And that was really hard mentally for me. Like I, I was like, had been going to bed every night for three weeks thinking I was going to have this baby. And now here I am at, you know, 40 weeks plus and not having a baby. Right. Uh, yeah. That's a
1: tough, that's a tough milestone to get to. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, literally there was no doubt in my mind that I would want to have a home birth. And my husband was super on board with it. Like I, he was definitely like, you know, I don't want to do it any other way. And the funny thing is like leading up to this birth, like I, I actually had a lot of like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to experience that pain again. Right. Mm-hmm. My first birth was, eight hours of active labor, 12 hours from the time my water broke till when I had the baby. And so I kept telling myself like, I'm just going to like sneeze and this baby's going to come out. Right. I'm like, that's what's going to happen. And I think I told my husband multiple times, I'm like, I'm in the bathroom, shut the door and baby's going to come and like, nobody's going to be here. I'm going to just do it. And ironically, I ended up having a, um, a, an accidental unassi- unassisted birth oh
1: my gosh um,
2: yeah so I was at 40 weeks two days and um that morning I woke up again with a burst of energy I should have known <laughs> um <laughs> got up took my took my first and we went out and had like a tea and a muffin at a little coffee shop and spent the day we went um and went, went to a little playground um I came home my mom let me my mom had come up to to be here again for the birth been here since that 37 week mark so I was like really kind of feeling guilty and pressure like oh I need to have this baby soon she's been here so long Um, and anyway that evening my mom cooked us dinner Um, I ate like three helpings of dinner the baby all all day my stomach had been doing like this hardening thing where I wasn't it kind of felt like I was running out of room again and I kind of felt like she was like stretching like to her fullest potential and making my stomach really hard it wasn't painful, but it mm-hmm. was just hard. And I even had my mom touch it to be like, "Is what is going on? Like, is this a Braxton Hick? What do you think is happening? And she's like, I don't really know. So I went to bed that night around, I don't know, 1030. And um, I, I just didn't feel, I felt a little off. I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I didn't feel like I was going into labor. I just felt like maybe I shouldn't have eaten three helpings of dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I So I, I went to sleep and at 1245, I was awoken, like shot out of bed with a horrible pain on my cervix. It felt like the baby literally sucker punched me in my cervix. Um, yeah. And so I like jumped up, um, my husband and daughter were still sleeping and I went to the bathroom and I just sat on the toilet and you know, I was just uncomfortable and and sitting on the toilet was giving me some relief. So while I was sitting there, I probably had about four more of those, um, sucker punches to the cervix. And yeah, I was like, Oh, this is, so uncomfortable. And because they kept coming, I was like, okay, well, it just felt so different than my first, like I was expecting to feel that like cramping that that lead up. Yeah. (laughs) And I did not have that. Mm. Um, and so I was just sitting on the toilet again, I had like four or five of those sensations. And I was like, all right, this is coming regularly. I should probably go tell Dale. So I go back in bed. And at this point I had, I didn't realize it, but I had sat on the toilet for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) One 40 by the time I went back to bed. And, um, I kind of like woke him up and I'm like, and I was like, you know, I think something's going on. Can you call Courtney? So, um, he's like, well, let's just time them. So he timed a couple and they were coming, maybe like, I don't know, five minutes apart. And I had one really strong one and I was like, call Courtney right now. So he called her and, um, And she was like, okay, well, just keep track, you know, keep, keep, um, keep track of it Well, keep track of the contractions or whatever, keep timing them and call me back in half an hour. And, um, she's like, maybe get her in the, maybe try to see if the water will help. So, um, again, I didn't want to (laughs) move. Um, and as I walked down the hallway, my, uh, you know, I had another one of the, it took, it was a contraction, right? Like that's, I I wasn't seeing it as a contraction. It was just, it just, it it was, it just felt so different. Uh Um, and so I walked down the hall, I get back on the toilet. I was so relieved to be back on the toilet because it was, it just felt so much better. Um, and so I sat on the toilet for a couple of contractions at two. Oh, I think it was like two Oh nine. I had one and my water broke into the toilet. And mm-hmm. so Dale called the midwife back and was like, okay, her water just broke. And he called my mom and sister who were going to be coming over. And um, he was like, just take your time, whatever. Like her water just broke thinking, my water broke the last time. And it was 12 hours before I had a baby in my right. Um, So he filled up the bathtub and I, I went from the the toilet into the bathtub and it was just getting really intense. I was so vocal. And like, again, with my first baby, I was the same way and I was not expecting, I wasn't expecting to be so vocal and I had kind of forgotten how vocal I was. So I was really yelling. I have no idea how my at the time, two and a half year old was staying asleep, <laughs> but I was like really being vocal, and I can remember just being like, "I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again." <laughs> um, and so I'm in the bathtub, and Dale's going back to go fill up the birth tub because that's what the midwife had told him to do, and so he leaves to go do that, and I'm like yelling for him, I'm like, "Come back! I cannot do this." So he comes back in, and I, I'm feeling that same pressure that I felt, you know, early on in my other labor, and um, I told him, I'm like, I think her head is there. I'm like, I think, I think she's coming. And he's like, uh, there's no, he literally said to me, he's like, there's no way the baby is coming right now. <laughs> this would be the fastest birth in history. <laughs> and that was so defeating in my mind <laughs> because <laughs> I was, I was in transition. Right. I was definitely in transition. And I'm like, I cannot do this for another, I don't know, four five, six hours. Like I can't, um, And so I had a, I had, I felt the ring of fire and I had a really like guttural push. And I did again, that kind of curl around my belly and I pushed. And after that, when I was like, just look, please just look and tell me if her head is there. And he looked and apparently he said, her head is there. I didn't hear him because I had another, (laughs) I had another contraction pushed her head was out. I looked at him and I was like, Oh my God, her head is out. And then I had like, in that kind of, I don't think I had like a moment to relax. I think it was just like another on top of that contraction. And I pushed and she came swimming out and I picked her up. And this time, like, I felt that sense of like elation because I was like, Oh my God, it it was, it's over. It's over. It's over. Like, and I have this cute little baby and I looked at her and I remember being like, you're so tiny. Like she was so much smaller than I thought she was going to be. Um, and, um, I have this picture where I'm like on my knees with her on my chest, and Dale snapped it right after I had her, and I have this like huge smile on my face, and you can just feel the elation, right? Like uh, wow, like, um, I did
1: it! And I myself.
2: believe in all that craziness. He even thought to take a picture, but that's amazing that he did. <laughs> so he facetime the midwife and was like, "Uh, okay, well, what do we do because she's here?" And so he FaceTimed her, and she was like, "Yeah, she looks at it," and she didn't cry. Uh, I I think that's like uh, I, I think that's indicative of, of having this calm experience uh-huh. minus my screaming, um, mm-hmm. you know, having a water birth, being in my own space. Like, I think like she wasn't being poked and prodded. She wasn't under any stress other than the stress of actually being born. Uh-huh. Um, and so she wasn't crying. Um, but she was like, again, just kind of like awake and blinking at me. And the midwife was like, she's fine. Just rub her, get, you know, she was coaching Dale through like, go get her, go get a towel, go get a warm towel. And so he got me a towel and then just like minutes literally like within minutes of her birth my mom and sister came running in and my mom literally was like oh my god you had the bait you had her by yourself she's like oh brooke what oh my god and my sister went and she like got me a drink and she's like you know giving me a drink and then minutes later the midwife's assistant came in and i was just so happy to see her and she's like oh you did it and she was like checking out the baby and she's like oh she, you know she's fine and she was still attached at that point um And she helped me get to the bed. And then the midwife came not too long after that. Um, My daughter was still asleep, which is just insane to me. (laughs) Um, And um, she woke up shortly after. And it was so sweet. She was snuggling with my husband. and, And my husband was like, your baby sister was born. And she was like, wait, why? (laughs) She literally said, wait, why? (laughs) And then she saw her and she like came over and snuggled and it was so nice. Yeah. And that time I had a small tear too. And the midwife was like, I can stitch it or not. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to stitch it. And I think that was a better choice this time around. Like, um, I feel like I healed easier. I didn't have any of the same issues I had postpartum, um, last time. And, anyway, it was just really nice. We snuggled in bed and my mom and my sister were both there and they got to hold her. And that that bonding experience with my older daughter and her, it was just amazing. I tandem nursed them. And um, it was just like the sweetest, best way to kind of transition to this family of four. At one point, like all of the women, you know, my mom, my sister, and all three, the, the my midwife, my doula, and the, the midwife's assistant were all in the room surrounding me. And I just felt like this sense of like, female power and love and it was just like so cool um just to have everybody like standing there around with you know again I would just have this like adorable baby on my chest and oh that's um, so sweet it was very very sweet one thing I did try to do I forgot you asking about what I did to prepare I I tried to go to a few more prenatal yoga classes like right at the end there just kind of like a last hurrah (laughs) like let me just see if this will help me (laughs) um and and those were helpful. I wish I had been able to do that more, but again, you know, when you're chasing a toddler, it's it's hard. But
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> totally understand that.
2: Yeah, but and that. So you had another
0: good recovery.
2: Yeah, I, this that recovery was much much easier. Again, I didn't get a hematoma like I had the first time. Um, one thing I did with both of my girls was um, I don't know if you guys use the earth mama angel baby products, but I yes. love them. Yes. Mm-hmm. love them. I got I the, have, um, I have
1: one of those things. I know I do in my <laughs> birth yes. kit.
2: You should, I mean, if you, if you don't get some, cause they're, it's amazing. I got the um, postpartum herb uh, bath. Mm-hmm product anyway and with both of the both of my girls I took like their first bath with them I I used that and it was just like I don't know it was so nice to like get in the bath it was so calm and like they were so calm and I think because they had like been born in the water and now they're just like in this like nice beautiful smelling you know yeah. herbal bath and yeah yeah um, I think the herbal bath really, really helped me. And then I also used their, um, the mama bottom balm and the perennial spray. And oh my mm-hmm. gosh, those three things combined, I think were lifesavers. I also had made, um, padsicles, which I definitely recommend. They were amazing. Um, and, and another thing I think that really helped both times with my recovery is I really focused on prepping food beforehand, uh-huh. um, like know healthy um nutritious things that I could eat and I would I didn't have to worry about after having the baby so I I literally had like five weeks of meals prepped and oh, wow program. wow that's
0: yeah. awesome
2: when they ran and out you. I cried <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to yeah.
0: just take out it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome that you
2: prepared so well wow mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really, I, I, if you can do that, I mean, I definitely recommend it because it was just nice to have things on hand, like easy yes. things, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, yes. I mean, if you made, have like, the freezer space, yes, yes. <laughs> i even made muffins and I don't know, just things like that, that were easy, healthy mm-hmm. versions of them to, to do. Right. Yeah. Um, especially if you have
1: other kids too, like that's a huge, yes. huge help.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my recovery was really good. I think the hardest part with that postpartum was that transition to being a mom of two. I had read, um, I had read, I don't know, a blog post somewhere that said something along the lines of with my first, I mourned the loss of my identity as, as myself. And with my second, I kind of mourned the loss of the identity of the mom that I was before I had two or three or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I really felt that with, with my second, um, I really felt like I don't know, for a little while, I had some sadness about not being able to be the mom I, I was able to be before to my older daughter. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Your but, attention is divided. It's it's hard. It's, it's, you're more, in, I think you're more in survival mode when you go from one to two. Then
2: a hundred percent. Yes. You
1: know, you're just like, okay, everyone's fed. Everyone's. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yes. Like we we put on TV way more than I put on like but it was it was what it was. Where with my first, I was able to really like soak her in, you know, and just Uh like hold her and lounge around with her. Like I feel like my second daughter is much more independent now because because I she has to be right. Like I put her down a lot more than I ever put my first daughter down. I don't think I put my first daughter down for the first three months. (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) Yeah, cute.
1: I think a lot of people can relate to that.
2: (laughs) And baby wearing has been like a lifesaver. I know. Could you imagine not having, <laughs> oh I cannot God. imagine not, not being able to baby wear because it, especially with two, I mean, I baby wear with my first, but with two, oh my goodness, it's like a must. Yes, for uh, sure. I totally yeah. agree with that. <laughs> um, but I worry, I, she's nine. She just, she's nine and a half months now. And I feel like we're like in a little bit better of a groove. I mean, definitely the pandemic has thrown a wrench into that, but <sighs> I mean, in terms of like our family dynamic, I feel. I feel better about, you know, where we're at in terms of the transition. And, and my older yeah. daughter has really adjusted to her role as a big sister and they're so cute together. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it really
1: is such a good gift. I got my first two are boys. Her first two are girls and they the, probably around the same the, our two age are two yeah. yeah, age gap. They're like best friends now, yeah. you know, yeah. like they have their like own built-in best friend, which is I so love that. nice,
2: mm-hmm. you know? That's what I want. It really is sweet
0: to see them grow up together,
1: two
2: girls and the two boys. Yeah, yeah, that is so awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you gave you gave her a gift, even if it's difficult in the beginning. (laughs) For all moms listening, it's very difficult in the beginning, but you're giving a gift to your older your older child. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's it. You know, it's so funny. Like I feel like people say like, oh, it's so worth it. And before when I was really contemplating, like, do I want children? I was like, you're just drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, I have totally drank the Kool-Aid and it is so (laughs) worth it. Like despite, you know, obviously there are hard times, but despite any hard times that you have, like the joy of seeing them grow and do something new. And I, I mean, it's just amazing. And I just love being a mom and Oh. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking about maybe having a third.
1: <laughs> Isn't that know, amazing it how that like, happens?
0: I know. <laughs> I only ever wanted two and now I have three and I'm like, do yeah. I want a fourth? <laughs> 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 it's
2: like, just, are you ever happy? Are you ever yeah. completely
0: satisfied?
1: I
2: mean, <laughs> I know, I know. You can and never have are- too
1: many. I mean, just come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: these are the best. Oh, love it. Wow. I loved hearing your stories. That was so amazing. And we really appreciated you taking the time to
2: tell them to us. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, um, so I started the, at the beginning of this year, I started a blog called How We Greensboro um, on Instagram. So it's at, all one word, How We Greensboro. Okay. Um, and I haven't been fantastic at keeping up with it. But, <laughs> um, but they can get, in touch with, can get in touch with me there or through email if, if they want. It's um, B Langston. B as in boy, Langston, L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N. 28 at yahoo.com. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I'm happy to always talk birth stuff. So feel free yeah. to out to me. Great. Um,
0: well, we will link those in the show notes so people can reach out
2: to you if they want to. And thank you so much for coming on to tell your stories today. Absolutely. Actually, there was one thing I did want to mention. I don't know if you'll have talked about this at all, but um, I use elimination communication with both of the girls. Oh, not yeah. we,
1: we, have, yeah. we haven't heard anyone. I have heard of it. But no one has talked about it on here.
2: Yeah. So I mean that uh, that just might be something that your listeners, particularly if they're interested in like more natural parenting things, might want to look into. Um, I've done it with both my girls. My oldest was then out of diapers um, day and night at 17 months, and my nine month old is signaling for potty. So. Oh my
1: gosh! Yeah. Do you have any resources <laughs> that people can? Um...
2: Yeah, so so I follow um, I followed a woman named Andrea Olson who's based in Asheville, um, North Carolina, and she has a book. um, It's called Go Diaper Free. Um, She also has a website and a podcast. Um, Her podcast episodes are are really short, so if you're a mom with not a lot of time, you can you know listen to them pretty easily. Um, And I you know I think there's a lot of misconceptions about it in terms of like people think like go diaper free means that you're going to let your baby run around and like pee on the carpet, and like that's not (laughs) the case. It's really just being in tune with their Um, their ability to communicate, which they can communicate these things from birth, like the way that they, the same way that they communicate that they're hungry with a certain hunger cry or that they're tired with a certain tired cry, you can begin to pick up on um, their signals for when they need to potty. Um, And, and so it's non-coercive in any way, shape or form. My, I use disposable diapers on my daughter. So I basically, I just, offer her i have a small little potty that i set her on at di- when i go to change her diaper or at natural timings like i know when she wakes up she's gonna need to pee so i have a little potty and i put her on it right when we wake up or um you know before we go in a car ride or after we get home like anytime i i just sit her on the little potty and so some people are much more um i think some people do it much more um diligently in the sense that like they they might have like times during the day where they have the baby out of the diaper, like kind of more religiously. And I haven't followed it that religiously, but what I have done is just done what worked for me do it part time in the sense that I just offer them the potty at times that I think they would need to go. Um, and I teach them the signal, like a sign, sign language for potty. Um, and both of them by nine, 10 months were able to sign to me that they needed to potty. So my older daughter was, um, she I I didn't have to change a poopy diaper from the time she was 10 months old on what so, oh my gosh that's uh, yeah. amazing seriously
1: the yeah. amount of money you save on diapers too is like worth that alone it, like it is
2: I highly wow. recommend looking into it and I think I mean you know I think people need to kind of think about it with an open mind and I feel like a lot oftentimes when I say it people are like what does that mean? Like your baby's running around with no diaper, peeing on the carpet, and I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that is not what that means. <laughs>
1: Makes my life easy. What do you
2: mean? <laughs> yeah. So um, I can send you that, but it's just GoDiaperFree.com is the is her is Andrea's website. Um,
1: I will link that too because know. that Thank is something definitely that. that no one has ever mentioned. It would probably be helpful to someone to yeah, sure. yeah. I'm gonna look into that too because. Diapers are expensive. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, exactly. they, they really are. And changing poopy diapers is not fun. No, it's
1: no, not. they're not. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing my kids have already told me that they're not going to help with. And I'm like, why not, guys? What?
2: Why not? <laughs> well, if they if they if you do the elimination communication, maybe they'd be interested. I mean, yeah. my three-year-old is she's always like, Mommy, um, Dorothy has to go potty. <laughs> oh so telling <annoying> me. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, so cute.
1: Oh yeah. my gosh. Wow.
0: Well, thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks
1: for the yeah. information. Thanks for sharing your stories. You were so awesome to talk to and we really appreciate that.
2: Thank you both so much and best of luck to you with your impending birth. Um, I will be sending good birthy vibes your way and Thank I'm you. sure you'll share your story at some point. I can't wait to hear <laughs> Hopefully
1: it. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much to Brooke for sharing her story with us today.
0: We really loved hearing from her in the past couple weeks.
1: And once again, if you're not already following, follow at BirthNaturally on Instagram and give us a five star rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Talk to you next week, guys.